0: This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to NL Hafta. Arnab Goswami gets Y category security cover. Don't laugh. Times Now's weird calculations of television ratings claimed the news is 2,549% greater than News X. You'll have to explain that to us, Anand. (laughs) Uh, The United States Court rejects writing charge against journalist Amy Goodman, uh, which brings us to the discussion of press freedom. Twenty dead. I think there are more now. In the Bhuvaneshwar Hospital tragedy, Karan Johar apologised and said, "I won't work with Pakistani talent in future." Anurag Keshap clarifies his tweets to PM Modi. Smriti Irani's fake degree case trashed by the Delhi court. Donald Trump's love for Hindus and a lot more. Welcome to News Laundry Hafta, episode ninety. I'm Madhu Trehan, and if you're wondering why we are playing musical chairs when it comes to hosting Hafta, blame it on Abhinandan. But anyway, I won't let you miss him by reminding you to subscribe more than Abhinandan does. We have a guest today, but before I introduce him, Angrez Apna Lagan or News Laundry Apna Hafta, Kabi Nahi Chorte. Remember, when corporations pay, corporations are served. And I would add, when the government pays, the government is served. So, when the public pays, the public is served. And that is you. So, please support independent media. also,
1: if I can add, when Mm. governments threaten not to pay, governments are served.
0: Yes, that (laughs) happens all the time. And when corporates also withdraw their ads, that also damages us. So, today we have with us Sandeep Bhushan. Sandeep has been a television journalist for more than 20 years, 10 of which were spent in NDTV. He has taught at Jamia Milia University. And now he's working on a book on television. Welcome, Sandeep. Thank you, mother. We also have Kishale. Hi. Anand Ranganathan. Hello. Uncle Ranga. And Vivek. Hello. And this podcast is produced by Karthik Nijavan and recorded by Sapan. Thank you, both of you. So which one should we start with?
2: I mean, anything. I mean, I think the really newsy thing is what's happening in Odisha. I think that's what is, as we, as we were sitting and talking, that's what's playing out on all screens. The hospital fire. Yeah. Terrible,
0: terrible, yeah. Um, a lot of people have been asking, why did this happen? How did this happen? And from the details that we're getting is this hospital was, it was de-recognized a couple of years ago because they did not meet the fire standards. And how it continued to operate, uh, because obviously when a patient goes in, they don't say, let me see your certificate for safety. So what do you think should have been done? Should the hospital have been closed down when they failed to meet the requirements?
2: I mean, ideally, yes. I mean, but I think in all small towns, the world doesn't work that way. And in this specific case, I think the owner is somebody who's, who owns runs a television channel and is also close to the uh, Biju janta Dal. So he's somebody who's pretty much uh, embedded in the situation there. And I think given that, I think it's well nigh impossible that that particular hospital would have been shut down. As things happen in uh, slightly places which are, in fact, happens even in Delhi, is that obviously there's been some quid pro quo, some payment here and there, and, you know, the thing's been allowed to drift. Uh, perhaps because this is an old story i mean in calcutta it happened i think a couple of years ago and i yeah. think nothing came of it mm-hmm. again babies it was this, died yeah, yeah Tam- again, it happened tamil Nadu. it happened i think babies dying in cribs i think in Lucknow or somewhere i mean this is a regular thing it sort of erupts like the way in, in the news cycle it just erupts two three days of absolute outrage and then it just perishes there yeah.
0: a couple of years ago there was um, uh, a mental institution that caught fire, and the patients were chained to their beds. Yes.
2: In, uh, in Tamil Nadu, I think. Yeah, that, that was, was in Tamil Nadu. And
0: um, I'm, I'm kind of proud to say that my daughter filed a case taking footage from NDTV, um, in which after that, the court ruled that mental patients cannot be chained. But I think,
3: I think in this case, uh, what is really making the news is the way the hospital is actually um, reacting to it by saying that, it's bad luck, it happens all the time. Uh, so they are not even apologizing or taking responsibility. I think that is what is uh, actually creating them I think new. I think that's, that's common
0: that's, that, that's even like in the upar fire, if say for example, the Ansels had stayed back, not run away from the country, apologized, been there on the site, helped out, organized, uh, uh, helped with the patient, with the people who were burnt alive, or helped in in getting them out, or getting uh, ambulances there if they'd been there, and and not run away. I don't think I don't think it would have had such a a bad connotation that people started protesting against them and they came out as evil, which I think they did behave like that. They behaved so to acknowledge a mistake is crucial. I think.
3: And the other thing, you know, of course, of course, it. Ha- it's it's applicable in every department in this country. So the fire audit that happens. Now now Urisha is going to do a fire audit. But then what happens? I mean, if, in the fire audit, the question that you asked that if you find out like, you know, fifty percent of the hospitals are not compliant, can we shut it down? Because we can can't afford to shut down hospitals because we already have a shortfall of beds and of doctors. So where, where do we, where does the buck stop? How do we really reform the system is something that I don't know. We don't, we don't have a quick fix solution. And to most
0: this. of the older hospitals, one doesn't see what new hospitals have, which is sprinklers in the ceiling, which come on automatically at a certain temperature, even if smoke comes, they still have buckets of sand. Lined in corridors and that's pathetic because that this kind of a fire could not have been even controlled by a couple of buckets of sand. It was, an ex, I believe, an oxygen tank that exploded, which was probably old, which is why it exploded. Anand? Yeah, I mean, as Kishle was
1: saying, in fact, uh, I, correct me if I'm wrong, I think it was a TUI report that said 99% of hospitals in Orisha do not have a, uh, haven't got a fire audit done. 99%. And how many does that leave? So I think this is just such a, I don't know, it's so depressing to see that, uh, as, as uh, Sandeep was not saying, a, it's not a difficult thing to do. Two days later, everyone will forget about
0: it. That's you know, it, it's people. not a difficult thing to yes. do. And what always surprises me is how one story amongst all the reportage I read, which really uh, struck home, was that when a family, two family members were tr- running in to get their mother out, why is the guard stopping them? They always stop you instead of helping out, instead of saying, okay, go get your relative. They stop you because they're so used to this arbitrary uh, control that we're going to manage it. Why Why would anyone stop a family from going in and bringing their relative out? It is so atrocious. Vivek? no, I, I, There's
4: two points, though, I think, that are important. A, the way the administration is dealing with this, right? That sounds incredibly blasé to say it's bad luck. But it is bad luck because it's not these the administration,
0: are. it's the hospital authorities. Hospital authorities. Oh,
4: even, even better. Um, and in that, we know that there are so many of these older hospitals. And if your two options are to shut it down versus have it still running, even if it's on its last legs, the former, I mean, and Odisha especially has been in the news already this year for its, you know, like horrific uh, primary health care like, availability. Uh, that's a problem. The other thing then is conducting an audit, what do you then do to bring them up to code, right? That's, these are the two questions. Uh, Because truth is, it's only a matter of time before we see another one of these. And I mean, that's that's just how that is. And if you suddenly start, I mean, everyone's been clamoring for regulations, but it's not as simple as saying, Oh, just get inspected. No, no. If you need to overhaul an actual hospital, where are the funds coming from? Who is doing this, and who's then making sure shortcuts are not being taken? Um, I mean, from,
3: from the from as media persons, is something that the media can do in in a sense that, you know, uh, this again, you know, our our reaction is also very knee jerk. But if we were to have the health page. Uh, a a sustained more, yeah, campaign, more sustained ups
0: there's this um, JCI which is called JCI which is uh, an international sort of American based uh, institution which comes in and certifies hospitals now to certify a hospital it can take to meet their standards it can take up to six months for the hospital working towards those standards meaning every prescription that a doctor writes has to be legible if if anything that is written is illegible, the hospital can fail. If a nurse does not understand an order, if she does not give the right response, in for a question on emergency to in an oral interview, the hospital can fail. So there are very detailed. Uh, the uh, the JCI comes in and they de- examine in detail. How the hospital functions in, in an emergency, administratively, uh, the doctor's reports, how they're culled, how they're maintained, uh, follow-ups with patients. Now, some hospitals will look at it as this is a really useful tool for us to get up speed on b- bacteria control. And because there are some hospitals like at random, some person is stopped and their fingers put in this thing and their bacteria is checked especially people dealing with patients in ICU. Now, there are other hospitals who have just bribed, paid. Yeah. And I have no documentation of this, so I don't know if, you know, for sure. But when I look at those hospitals who've got accreditation and I see them with rats running in their yeah. uh, uh, operating rooms and cockroaches running over blankets, fact, I really the, wonder well, how they could have got their JCR. express
2: had that story of that, poor girl, woman who was eating food, which was yes. in Rachi, which was lying on the ground. Yeah. I mean, so one of the things is, I think, our health spend, which is, I think, a very stating the obvious, one of the lowest, perhaps, yeah. uh, in the world. And I think the government is really keen to pass it off to the private sector as much as they can because they know they cannot address this health issue. It's a single most... I remember long ages back when I was covering agriculture in NDTV, and um, one of the stories that came out was Swaminathan Commission report... Uh, and for the agriculture ministry, and there, uh, the thing which Swaminathan says is that 6 out of 10 paisa uh, sort of goes towards health expenditure of a farmer. And he was examining the issue of suicide. So what I'm saying is that a substantial chunk of money goes, uh, even the poorest of poor, they spend on, on health expenses. And therefore, the government can't meet it. So therefore, they let it willy-nilly to ha- uh, sort of to this thing to just carry on I think that's a very, well, very
1: You know, the other point, uh, Sandeep, is that I mean, data has shown that seventy percent of all Indian patients uh, they pay out of pocket and they go into penury. Absolutely. You know, that's the first point. The other point is, the buck has to stop with the government because right. if, if, for example, you are BPL family, below poverty line family, and you have someone who's terribly ill, and you know, for example, that a hospital does not has not got a fire audit done what is your choice? You would go. I mean, you would yeah, take absolutely. that chance. You will go. So also, there's no way in the world that you're going to say, oh, I'm not going to go to this hospital. Especially an emergency is there. Absolutely. You don't look at the fire, this so, thing. And, you know, uh, Madhu... Uh, Fire is something that it's it's not like a cockroach or a rat that you can sometimes see or sometimes not. An inspector can go into a hospital and come out within an hour saying that this hospital does not have fire, uh, uh, you know, proper fire arrangements.
0: So and even movie halls. You know how many times I've been to a movie hall and we leave want to leave in the middle of a movie, they've locked the gates from outside. Yeah. You can't get out. I mean, that's a real serious fire hazard that they actually put a lock on it in case people sneak in. Um, that's unacceptable. But has so, Naveen
1: Patnaik made, made, uh, given any statement? Yes, he has. Okay. he has. He has. He went and
3: visited the hospital late at night. Naveen then, is okay on these things. And you know, there's an yeah. inquiry and all that stuff will happen. But like what he said is about... Uh, he's about not the, person, the owner, usual owner being in cold-hearted the, politician. Exactly, what, exactly in Calcutta what happened to the Amri uh, case also. Uh, they were in the right side of the establishment. So...
0: Now, uh, News Laundry has an article out called Arnab's The News Hour with Arnab Goswami is the greatest. Uh, He says that, and Times Now has been putting out that Arnab's news hour is 2,549% greater than News X. Uh, What does that mean in terms of numbers? Is it possible to even say that?
3: No, I think, you know, what we are witnessing now is, you know, absolutely, completely, it's beyond bizarre. Uh, and what Ornob has—I mean, we, we we are good friends. We worked together for a fairly long time. So uh, I'm embarrassed and a little surprised, Ornob, that you know that this is going on. But I think what others, what viewers, readers, and you know, everyone needs to understand is that the planet of English uh, viewership is so minuscule. Such a minuscule that it really doesn't matter whether even if it's you know. or 15,000% more than the other channel because it really doesn't matter. And I think that is what we need to hammer and say that, you know, that, well, these are all gimmicks that, you know, one channel is playing out to the other, which is a little childish. Perhaps it works to some extent, but I think from our end, I think we need to really uh, make this very clear uh, to our, uh, you know, listeners that, you know, that it really doesn't matter because there's such a small little fraction of the
0: India's population which... Uh, yeah, view, the mind space doesn't matter, but in terms of, uh, say, the business side of it, does large part of the advertising go to the English channels? The it does, unfortunately.
3: Ones? I mean, that that is what I haven't been able to figure out, why the digital media hasn't been able to attract uh, advertising to the extent it should have, given its reach, uh, the regional channels, the Hindi channels, English channels do get the advertising but advertisers say that they don't they also are aware of the fact that this so uh, his you know, rates are very rates- high I,
2: I, I forget ornob shows commands a very really f- fat revenue revenue and that particular time ba- time band is compared to other networks because partly obviously because the viewership is huge so, I mean, uh, now how huge is It, it is a bombast because Oronov is bombast. The whole channel is bombast because he's constantly, you know, I mean, the only one guy who gets promos is this chap who's kind of coming out of the studio and you know, running busily. And I think this has been, a, the, the trigger has been that interview of uh, Modi by uh, CNN uh, TV 18, uh, CNN TV 18, you know, they did that. And next day they said that it was the highest TRP, highest this. And then it, for three days, I think Oronov jalo it he sort of then decided to boss it you know, oh, yeah. like put out some Give rain. me
0: fire Free, so <laughs> on the screen. I'm surprised
2: he
3: jailed it for three days. That's, ah, yeah, that's like 72 I'm excusing myself. Mother, yeah. I'm really sorry, guys. Thank you so much. I'm not a wide, well-traveled guy, but I just have to go and catch a flight. Yeah, yeah, okay, bye. okay. Please, all the
0: best. Um, so, can you explain the fire he has on his screen? Why does he have it? Arnab? Mm-hmm. Well, I
1: mean, I mean for a start, when he says uh, Arnab's show commands 2,549% uh, viewership more than that. I think his voice is two thousand five hundred and forty nine percent louder than any other. Now, you know, as I said Mother and we've discussed this ad Infinitum. The point is his is an entertainment show. His is not a news show. And the moment you realize that, you come to the conclusion that and uh, you know that this is actually for entertainment. And he knows it. Not a you know, a <laughs> no, But can I can the, I just
2: just make a small interjection that it's actually halfway house between being a very serious or an entertainment thing and a serious affair because some of the things that he has hit and run that he does, for instance, what happened in the JNU case, you know, he just sort of muted this chap, Umar Khaled, and, you know, just started saying that he's Bool mujahideen, and, you know, basically on a, on a, on a plank which is completely objectionable. Now, those are the things that you can't do. You just hit and run. He did that on. on the
0: Arushi case also. Also. You know, so I a... mean, he just decided yeah. that, oh, these rich doctors get away with everything yeah. because they're rich doctors, doctors and to hell with the evidence. Mm. And I think the thing of asking, uh, sort of deciding a case with a bunch of panelists, like yeah. he's done with the P- Peter Mukherjee case yeah, also.
2: Absolutely. It
0: gets a little hairy. It's, it's, it's But you know, that's the whole point. You see... I,
1: if you want to make a standalone entertainment show you you will do it but if you want to turn news into entertainment this halfway house is how you would go about it right I mean you can't just be otherwise people will realize that this is all a theater you have to be halfway in order for people to be in a limbo thinking my god is this actually entertainment or is this
0: news and the point is you
2: but you well, the fact is that the government thinks through. takes it seriously they're going him whatever why or what category is security
0: now that's another issue um, I know uh, Ashwani uh, Kumar of Punjab Kesri has had Z um, huh, yeah, uh, security for guy. I think for f- 20 Marayan years. Yeah. Or his whole family was wiped Punjab. out during the Khalistan movement mm. and um, they continued to pr- publish regardless of the threats and his uncle, his brothers, everyone's wiped out. The only one who's left is Ashwani Kumar and his son. So and he travels with Z Security and very serious Zed Security. They actually do. They're not asleep on the job. So now this is a new element. That um, does this mean that any journalist who gets a threat gets Z Security? I don't and think Is it the, got the right to do thing? with
2: threat, Madhu? It's got simply. I mean, Sudhir Chaudhary. What threat does he have? He also has a security.
0: Maybe what? from Naveen Jindal.
2: <laughs> so I mean, I think it's a reward game being played out. Frankly. Because the fact that you know he does did those tame interviews, but he's put his job online also. And what happens, for instance, tomorrow if BJP government goes, what what is his credibility here?
0: And is it the taxpayers' money, or is it? I've been told that they charge thirty thousand rupees a month to the person who is being protected. I'm not sure really? of it. I, I this is what that. I heard. I heard
2: that is with the case of, I think with the Ambanis. I don't think so. It's with this. Chap. I think
4: if you ask for it, as opposed to if the state, in this case, IB thinks you're deemed it, and then it costs about fifteen lakhs a month. Uh, but no, like you wouldn't individually be paying. Although it's a thing that you can completely imagine him doing so. Right. Because like because there's no greater indicator of saying that, look how integral we are to state machinery or look how, in fact, uh, how our news is, is that this is the person being protected. This is a city journalist. The greatest risk he has is food poisoning and this like shitting himself, eating bad bale puri. That is the <laughs> only threat, really. And, you know, Chhattisgarh. No one's giving anyone security cover there. there that, uh, Absolutely, Chach- and that's Chach- a very good point. I, I'm butchering but this. It's what happens in, in what happened in Chach- that Chach- a about that. I uh, saw a
2: tweet today, though I'm not on Twitter, but I do sort of regularly scan once in a while, and I saw Sujata Anandan. Uh, she was, I think, Outlook reporter, and she has written that you know I when I was when I reported on the Sena, those guys were baying for my blood, but I never neither did I ask for security nor did the government give.
4: Jag lag. No one seemed to think they needed security even though they were hounded out of the state itself. So this seems more like a reward. I it? think
2: so. My, my own take is that.
1: I mean, that the two points. One is that do we agree that it is the state's responsibility to provide security to journalists? That's the first question. And I think it is because, uh, you know, if we consider media or journalism as the fourth pillar, then it is the responsibility of the state to. Uh, You know, kind of bring to
4: public the things, the crimes, and whatnot that is happening objectively. But there's two questions though: Is Arnab journalism? Because (laughs) I mean, no, no, no. This is not being uh, right. Blase. This Mm -hmm. is me wondering. I mean, this is a man, as we've said, this halfway house inventor. More likely, this is a man hosting his own kind of gladiatorial arena, right? Like, There's no reportage ever coming out of that show. There's no one on the ground on that show. It is just one man saying, this is a thought I had in the shower today. And And it's a lynch mob. Who is listening to me? Who agrees with me? Who doesn't agree with me? And you're rewarded for agreeing with him by getting to come back on the show. And who knows? Someday you might get your own A-minus security, which... No, that might be like a child he, running. He's a it.
2: journalist, not in your and mine definition, but but in the people in the establishment. Yeah, if you do a soft Modi interview, I mean that's that's good journalism because that's what the, the guy wants. Yeah, he's been saying from crying from crying horse ever since he's come to power that there's a luchins Delhi and there's a luchins gang up against him and there are news traders and there are this. And suddenly, you know, two years down the line, Amit Chai is singing a different tune, saying media is doing a great job. So I think he is, in a sense, he's institutionalizing that. Here. He's sort of the best example of uh, what the government's new uh, sort of mindset is. And the fact is that they are rewarding. I mean, the fact is that he even came on CNN, IBN, and he was, very, he was praising those people, you know, the fact that... Uh, Joshi guy, whoever did his interview. Hmm. So there but, is... But, uh, oh no uh,
4: sorry, I I, I this, I apologize. Uh, the distinction between the show that he runs and that is all that he does, versus his own credibility as a journalist. Like these are two separate questions again, right? Uh I mean, he it's the show that's supposedly getting these terror threats, or or him for hosting the show. But that still doesn't take into account does the state provide protection? Should the state provide protection, in which case Look at all the conflict areas that we have journalists. In fact, that's the only source of news coming out of a lot of these places is still, you know, these stringers who are out there, these very young people coming out there. Uh, I mean, where does that come up from? You know, Ranayub running around, whatever happened to that, no matter what we think of that book, what we think of how it was done or the ethics of it, you know. It's
2: so a gutsy, very, very gutsy. Yeah, but the thing
0: is that. Um, uh, One thing that Arnab has done shows hashtag VIP culture and against people getting this kind of neta's getting this kind of security and all that, so it's a bit of a dichotomy there. And you know, I don't know whether it's a good comparison, but I have had threats many years ago from militants, Kashmiri militants. Um, In those days, you never thought of. Security. You just first couple of days when you stepped out of your office, you'd look left and right. I said, "Koi and you jumped into your car. But I don't think um, violence was at the kind of reality that it is today. So I guess we have to take threats a little bit more seriously. But um, so, Madhu, that's the other thing. You see, who's decided this? Yeah, now, that's a question. We, we are,
1: you know, kind of opaque here because we don't really know. I think we're just going by one Hindustan Times report. Uh, so is it the intelligence bureau that has, you know, traditionally IB is the one that decides on the threat perception and the government acts on it.
0: Sometimes or, they do it to keep an eye on someone. That, oh, you there's a threat perception against you. So we're going to put Z security. So Then they know exactly where the person is going every minute of his life. Yeah,
1: and I mean, the other fact is that we're not talking of the, you know, the way Italy was in the 1980s where magistrates were bombed, you, you know, you, you, uh, or Colombia was, you know, Medellin. This is Aruna, for heaven's sake. And as Vivek says, I, I've I don't I can't remember the last time he did something that merited this tag of journalist. I really can't. I mean, if you if you are going to sit in a room every night, you know, for four hours and talk about issues that you decide are going to be burning issues of the day, and according to me, that's not journalism. Say it the way you want,
2: that's, and say it uh, the way you want without reference to what's yeah, actually why there. Is,
0: how is that journalism? You know. So let's move to um, Karan Johar's televised apology and <laughs> Anurag Kashyap's <laughs> yeah. tweets to, Narend- <laughs> to Narendra Modi. Yeah. So did you see his apology, any of you? Yeah, I I, I, so I, I read so about, about it. Yeah. yeah so what is your it, yeah. opinion, Sandeep, on, on what did you think?
2: Well, I think he's just chickened out. I mean, he's just buckled because I think the financial stakes are way too high. And I think he's just decided to, because especially it's odd because two days back, Arun Anurag Kashyap had a run in with the entire Twitter attack and, you know, he went and, uh, you know, invoked the prime minister, which is like, you know, holy cow. And so, therefore, uh, it's a bit odd that within, I think, he just capitulated. I think he realized the fact, in fact, he said also in his uh, speech something about uh, um, uh, the fact that so many people are employed and so many, uh, so many future and so on depends on it. So, I guess he made his own cost-benefit analysis and decided that it was not well worth, you know, carrying on, with it, but it's it's actually uh, deplorable. I mean, this is a whole thing which has happened that on this, uh, especially on the surgical strikes, if you're not with the army, with the army, I mean, and with the government, then you're not uh, a nationalist.
0: I think logically it made sense uh, of Anurag saying that when he made the film, India and Pakistan were holding dialogues and, and uh, uh, Narendra Modi had met Nawaz Sharif. So, there was no reason to, and changing realities from, uh, for a uh, creative person to adjust is a bit unfair to demand at this point. And I don't think it makes any difference to anyone whose nationality, who's acting in any film. Um, there's an emotional connect that, you know, there are cricketers who said that we don't want to have anything to do with Pakistan. We don't want to play with them. And But I think at this stage... Uh, what Johar did was like when I watched it, I was cringing for him, because it felt like a lynch mob was standing over him and he's and beating him and he's saying, "Mujhe maaf kar do. mujhe maaf kar do. Main pehle, phir se kabhi That was really pathetic.
1: But you know, uh, Madhu, just a couple of points here. I mean, first is obviously it, it reminded me of. The uh, AIB apology, you know, after the roast, they had to go to the bishop and, you know, kind of grovel in front of him saying that we are very sorry. And now Karan Johar, uh, just a week ago, he was like, you know, singing pans of uh, Pakistani actors and how it should matter. And now, now he says that I'm never going to hire this, but I have, uh, you know, this movie of mine has employed, uh, is the, I think, used Churchillian phrase of blood, oil, tears and sweat or something, 300 Indians, so let me do this.
0: So, but you know, okay.
1: I don't know what you sense know.
0: that made because those people have been paid and they've gone home. <laughs> right. So it's not <laughs> yeah, their blood, sweat, and tears. Yes, they gave it. They were paid for see, it. But now the loss will be his personal loss. So, given the fact that yes, he is
1: not—I mean, there is hypocrisy there. He's not been able to stand and you know deliver, saying this is what I think. Set aside that for a minute. You know, if we consider the financials of it, but I think it is a shame for two reasons. One, the government—somebody from the government either the INB minister or someone should have the guts to say that I am with Karan Johar mm. and this is how, you know, this is not right Absolutely. whatever the thing is and uh, this is ridiculous second point is, you see I, uh, during this, you know, 50 years of apartheid we did not have any relations with South Africa And I kind of agree with that. Mm -hmm. You know, we did not have any... uh, We didn't send our cricketers there. Their cricketers didn't come here. No films, nothing. And at that point of time in the 50s, South Africa was one of the top 10 economies of the world. So we suffered. We can say that. But we stuck to our point that we support, you know, Nelson Mandela and the anti-apartheid movement and everything. But it was a state policy. Now, in this case, if the state decides, right, we are not going to have anything to do with Pakistan, let that be a state policy. I mean, it's at least... You are agreeable to it. Right now, you have the MFN most favoured nation status. You're doing business with Pakistan. And you know, you're know kind of harassing people who have done business with Pakistan when we were all hunky-dory and uh, Narendra Modi was going in visiting Nawaz Sharif. So there's a huge hypocrisy. Not, I mean, setting aside Karan Johar's hypocrisy that I don't care for, as much as I care for the state's hypocrisy
3: right. of and
2: the you know the, of the government of the day, that's just, despicable. Just, just two brief points, unless uh, hmm. you want to say. I mean, just one. I mean, one of course is the fact that for the first time, I think the film industry has been sort of torn asunder, almost on communal lines or on various kind of overlapping identities are playing out. If you you know go back from start from the A- Amir Khan interview, uh, from there on, if you start, I mean, this is unprecedented. I was just in fact several months ago i read this book of manto which is written it's called mm-hmm. stars of another sky it's mm-hmm. a fantastic piece in which he's talked about how he and ashok kumar in the midst of all the riots uh, uh, during partition you know they were sort of protect, protecting each other going in from you know one commun- uh, community majoritarian place to uh, another and this sort of came off came out of it clear, pretty clear that's the first thing and second is i think uh, uh, the fact that uh, so much of airtime is given to mns i really don't know what this MS business is I remember two years ago, not doing a sit-down with this Raj Thakre. Mm. And I think I, what I need to, uh, what are the final point I want to make is that when the 2002 riots happened, I remember NDTV, there was a mail which came right from the top saying that we are not going to give airtime to Praveen Togariya because he's poison and, you know, it's incinerous to inter-community relations. I think something like that, some editorial call has to be taken about MNS because I don't know what the politics is. It's not national. It's a regional kind of chauvinism which they do. And each time there's a film issue, these guys come to the fore and start creating a lot of... But don't you
1: think that would actually be uh, a bit troublesome for... I mean, journalists, for example, if you... I mean, should journalists do that? Should, Should journalists ignore... Let us say, uh, you know, a bigoted comment from Raj Thackeray or a bigoted comment from anybody, uh, OAC or someone. But the thing the... is, you
2: play into the hands. That's what they want. They want to be seen uh, and uh, sort of because they have only television presence. The way I mean, I mean if you look at electorally, for instance, MNS is uh, This is
0: this is a point that was debated in every uh, um, country that's faced yes. this in Ireland, whether we should uh, give exposure Madhu, to for a
1: long time, for decades. In in Britain, you could not hear the voice of uh, Jerry Adams.
0: Yes, because Ma- Margaret Thatcher yeah. had, had banned him. She yeah. was very adamant on uh, not giving them what she called the oxygen of, of publicity. So now we're going to go to a letter, a couple of letters. Uh, this one is written, written by Aditya Rakeja. He is 21 years old and uh, basically he says... He likes the panelists of Hafta speak with nuance instead of ridiculous binaries. Having said that, Abhinandan's humor is so bad that it is almost endearing. So that makes him a great host. <laughs> that irreverence and crassness seem to hide the fact that he is so well read. I also tend to agree uh, uh, to his opinions on most things and his piece on reservation has made me change my own point of view on the subject. However, I sparked an outrage in class when I was the only person who did not raise my hand when asked for a reservation should be abolished. So that was fun. Bohot uh, gali khai. I love how Madhu ma'am is totally no-nonsense and to the point and her experience and wisdom is eye-opening. So is Mr. Ranganathan's piece of Molecular Machines and Merchants of Dreams Thank that you. made me fall in love with science all over again. Thank I you. recently graduated with a degree in genetics. We get very... Highly educated, qualified letters people from you know uh, universities doing studying some rather highfaluting things, Uh, University of Manchester, and always enjoy his deeply informed views, and that his writing is data driven yet romantic, you know. uh, Romantic. uh, Yes. Hmm. So um, (laughs) one thing I wanted to also bring up, bring to your notice, I'm sure you noticed it, that um, a very astute viewer saw uh, your interview with me. I know. And, and yes. it was amazing yes. that this was how many, it was a year ago? A year ago. A year exactly ago. a year ago, yeah. And in that interview, uh, Anand happened to mention that he sees no reason why Bob Dylan should not get the Nobel Prize. Oh. And and you quoted... Well, you know,
1: I was lamenting because and I... And you said,
0: times are a changing is, uh, is a is a poem that deserves this? its literature. And in fact he was given the Nobel Prize based on that poem. So, so uh, I mean, just the
1: context was that you know.
0: So you uh, can pat yourself uh, on the uh, back. Uh,
1: uh, well, I
0: don't know about that. I'm sure many people
1: felt the same. But you know, someone like Bergman, you know, now he's known for his films, but uh, uh, that's the point we were making, Madhu, yes. that you know, people like Bob Dylan. So just because they sing their poetry
0: or Bergman directs what he's written, the script. And today, I would include even hip hop. I mean, the hip hop poetry is some of it is heartbreaking talking about the violence kids grew up with. It's it's really strong poetry. Um, and then Aditya says, I'll also become a subscriber once I receive my first salary, which is very soon. So we look forward to it, Aditya. Get your salary and become a subscriber. The, other, the next one is from Divya Swaminathan. It's a lovely letter. Um, Following exposure to News Laundry, I've detoxified myself of channels like NDTV. That's the only one I could tolerate anyway. And... Um, I agonized as a teenager over Times of India morphing into Yellow Pages and others following suit, but I'm happy to see sites like News Laundry blossom. Um, uh, Thanks to Abhinandan, I've discovered the world of podcasts. Thanks to everyone else, I've read some engaging long-form articles. The one about the Manipur cop was gut-wrenching. Watching Madhu's recommended News Track episode on Kashmir was overwhelming and hard. I was perhaps eight or nine when it first came out, so I must admit I had no clue something like News Track existed. It was a sobering exercise. It's a shame when you talk to people about Kashmir, Manipur, or Afspa, the nuance is missing. I don't think people don't care, but people don't know, and it is far easier to indulge in the Indian state is always right sentiment than look. At or seek its record. This would bring me to my first question Is there any accessible archive of news track episodes for interested folks like mine? Well, it's owned by TV Today, so that's that. That's all I can say. <laughs> 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 no, <there's, that's> <laughs> <laughs> and um, regarding, I would like to uh, know what Anand has to say about it. What I've gathered from my friends is that payments just don't come. Oh, he's talking about deep dive. Um, I would like to recommend the following deep dive. Landmark judgments that have shaped us in, into a country. Investigative journalism in India, landmark stories. And why do Indian universities fail to pay scholarship money to PhD students on time? What scam is this? Money is allocated, but where does it get stalled in the pipeline and why? Regarding this, I would like to know what Anand has to say about it.
1: Yeah, very true. I mean, this is, I mean on, the, on the first issue, in fact, we, I, I wrote a series on the landmark judgments of Supreme Court that were actually shamelessly overturned by the governments of the day. So I think kindly do have a look at that. About the issue of uh, delayed payments to students and if I may say so to researchers and scientists who applied for a grant, believe me, this is a, is a, is a huge problem. You, you get a grant sanctioned and you realize for the next two years you're working without the money. The money comes after two years. Why is that? And then you have to spend it in two months because it comes in January and you have to spend it by March. And uh, this is, you know, and people have, in fact, they've they switched ele- to electronic stuff. There's something called e-promise, uh, Department of Biotechnology, and it's actually become worse. You know, <laughs> by hand was much better. So I, I don't know, is there some state apathy or what it is? It's not and this all I can say is that this government actually is worse than the previous government that's gross that's really yeah. gross in fact there would um, and this is something we weren't expecting because if you remember a year before the general elections you were all saying that Modi is gung ho about uh, uh, you know, Indian science and Indi- even though I detest this fact of, you know, Indian science or American science but Modi because of his nationalistic thing he wanted, we thought he would give a fillip to, you know, I mean scientists are basically beggars can't to be to, choosers. I can so. just
2: hazard a guess. I think it's got yeah. to be the whole culture of uh, academic, towards academics which the dominant bureaucracy and political class has. It's always seen as a handout. It's seen mm. as Something which is not very important, you yeah. know. You all the time talk about China, but you the, mm. look at the way they pamper. Yeah. yeah, the you know the kind of professorial uh, positions they give you if you're an NRI and you're doing very uh, NRC or whatever, doing very well for yourself. Here, so it's like I, I, I did my MPhil from Jawaharlal Nehru University. Even there, it was the same thing. Yeah.
0: I think it's across the board. Whenever the government has to give money, whether it's payment to artists who are doing yeah, a show, absolutely. they have to beg for it. Beg for it. Um, um. Whether it's uh, just if they, if a bureaucrat has the control on handing over money, somehow they want you to crawl. And that I've seen with friends who who are entitled to payment, but they will not get it and until... And Madhu, if
1: I can just, you know, this very important point the uh, the letter writer raised, which is that when it comes to science, you know, there's, there's only so much money that can be distributed. And as this government is doing, it's actually harping more and more on what it sees as translational or productive science, you know, that would help the nation. So you have a lot of funds that have been set aside for, uh, uh, you know, technological science, you know, so uh, fundamental science, people are, oh, well, you know, this is a long-term thing. So I would request Narendra Modi and all the Mandarins to go to Bill Gates's timeline. And he has a couple of videos as to what fundamental science in the government, government science, how it is so much more important than what you might feel is the industry science that the industries or startups are doing. Because a hell of a lot of money that this government has promised or is actually begun to distribute to startups, you know, in the hope that, look, we're going to spur innovation. And this is, well, it's good. I mean, it's not that startups do not spur innovation, but do not, please do not neglect fundamental science that goes on in Indian of Science Bangalore or other places that, you know, just hankering for 10 lakhs 15 lakhs and uh, and poor students you know they as it is they get 15 20000 rupees a month and it comes in bulk after nine months so th- they end up borrowing from their parents from their friends and as soon as the money comes then they have to distribute it's
0: it's an awful well, situation this um, awful. i think her name is sakshi on ndtv who does agenda Sunetra so Choudhury. i think there's a, a, a anchor person sunitra mm-hmm. who does agenda and she was um, uh, in ayodhya And there was this tussle going on, as you know, uh, Mahesh Sharma announced uh, a Ram Museum, and then Akhilesh Yadav announced an amusement park based on the Ramayan. So there was this competition going on, and Sunetra was sitting in a university, uh, college students, and she asked... Which do you prefer of the two? And down the line, all the students answered, "We don't want either. What we want is better education, more u- colleges, more universities, accessibility for everybody to be able to go to schools and colleges." All of them were talking about that. These kids want education. Now, what? What if Akhilesh Yadav did not res- respond to the two to with the mayor? If he had, in fact, said, this is the wrong agenda, I will now start a new university or I will start uh, primary schools in every single village in the radius of so many miles. Uh, to go on this thing which people don't need, it's not a basic necessity. And you're in a state that basic necess- necessities of health and education are not and sanitation are not met.
1: So I think. um, I mean, it's ironical to say, but science
0: in this country is Bhagwan barose. Yeah. (laughs) So then she says that a friend of hers, affiliated with Delhi University, Ganesh and stuff. Yeah. No, no, please. So going back to the letter, she mentions that a close friend affiliated with Delhi University went through a lot of trouble at the time of her defence. They owed her. 1.5 years of scholarship money, this harassment perhaps at the hand of the UGC was sufficient for her to leave academia. Can you imagine? Now, how sad is that? And then uh, she brings up Rohit Vemula's letter also, his suicide note. Anyway, for everyone, but especially Anand, I would like to recommend the documentary The Light in Her Eyes. Uh, If you would accept, I would like to email a DVD to News Laundry. Please do that. However, after reading your mail last night, I watched it. Mm-hmm. and um it's it's a fascinating film um it's about a young not a young it's about a woman who teaches uh, young people girls and no sorry let me say that again it's about a woman in Syria who teaches young girls and women middle-aged and whatever age to memorize the Quran and the surprising part is that in her schools which started with two people then she expanded to branches all over, uh, thousands of uh, young people uh, and middle-aged women just coming to learn the Quran, memorize it with the right connotation. Along with that, she gives uh, uh, speeches which say, if you ever question something or if somebody is making you do something that you don't want, don't accept it. Question it. And then she adds in other lectures that you know, you can become whatever you want. You can do whatever profession you want. So, this funny sort of uh, thing of being extremely conservative in following in teaching the Quran and saying the Quran says nowhere that a woman cannot work, and so her inter- interpretation of Quran is very different from what we see. What we've been exposed to, and the and the interpretations that the Malvis are doing all the time in India. So she's taken it that she's not liberal. She wears a hijab, but as far as professions and teaching and freedom are concerned, in terms of freedom of thought, of crea- of learning, of education, she's completely open. So that's what the film is about. Then her, then she, with the uh, with the over with the coup, she is uh, then. Has to leave the country with her family and everything closed down, so that's one thing. And uh, he also, she also recommends an, a news, uh, a New York Times article about the Middle East Arab Spring fractured lands. We can put it, a link at the bottom. is written by three different authors about what is happening in that area. And then also there's one a podcast that talks about death, sex, and money, which is for Dipanjana and Rajri. So. Um, I've stayed away from writing about individual members of News Laundry because it's the dynamics that count. And um, if any of you guys go to LA or San Diego, San Diego please drop in a line. We'd love to catch up. I live exactly midway. Well, that's very cool if anyone's going over there. So um, did we finish Anura Kashyap's response to... Anyone want to say anything on that?
2: I just left high and dry, poor chap. I mean, he sort of took all the initiative, caught a lot Anurag, of crack, including being called a dog by G V L Narasimha Rao. Nice. Yeah, it was called a dog that all all do- so many dogs bark, we don't have to pay attention to.
0: It's a funny catch-22 because we complain that uh, Bollywood doesn't come together to support their own; they all shy away. But when they do, they're also treated like Anurag was treated. So, you know, will Anurag react the same way and fight other people's battles again? I don't know.
2: And, uh, I mean, it was really, really sad. And, and, and the good thing about that entire thing was that he said that he's not going to come on television channels there, Which I think was a great thing because, you know, often people like Anupam Kher and all, they not only do their tweet and so on, they just come and start launching into a whole thing, you know, and which is what's been happening, I don't, shouldn't be taking names, I think it's been happening across the board. He said, boss, whatever I have to say, I've tweeted. And you know now we'll sort of uh, move on, take
4: it from there. So, uh,
0: so Vivek, you know about Kiran Juju's tweet.
4: T- uh, tweet, please. Sorry, and I wish I could remember who actually responded. But it was pretty much one of those, like... Actually, it's a great thing about the disconnect between how the world works, where you have a member of government going, oh, anyone uh any filmmaker or whoever can just demand questions of the prime minister or address the prime minister um and the reply to this is that's how democracy works like that's the basic definition and i love that that is seen as shocking like you're 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 kind of i mean because the other disservice we're doing with karan johar is we keep calling this video an apology that is bullshit this is a highly slick produced taliban hostage video <laughs> i mean there isn't nothing the apology video there isn't i mean like this is not a man apologizing this is a man who's like my livelihood uh you know whether it's deserved or not whether you like his work or not that's you know his lips to god's ear is at stake because a bunch of fringe muppets that we have suddenly decided to give attention to, who honestly, fringe muppets. I mean, these are people who, key, who have one seat, I think, um, in Maharashtra, and somehow they're important to us.
0: Man, it's, they're not important to us. It's the fear of True. destruction. Exactly. Where's Karen Joga's white security then? Are you looking at, at cinemas who are going to have, have their cinemas burnt down? There are enough newspaper offices that have been trashed exactly. by them. So, you know, it's, uh, it's um, bullying no, the tactics. Threat, this
4: threat is actually real. Which means, where is the why security for every cinema uh, that wants to run this?
0: Yeah. So, uh, about uh, did anyone see Srinivasan Jain's uh, interview with uh, Donald Trump? <laughs> I read about it. The and thing. the Times Now interview with Donald Trump, where Donald Trump says, "I love the love a Hindu." Uh-huh. Uh,
2: Saurabh Shukla did that. He I doesn't
0: think. know the difference between Hindu and India. Indians. Oh, so I think
2: we on the same page. There, then. he was talking <laughs> of the
1: newspaper. To be honest, the Sorry? Hindu. He was talking of the Hindu newspaper. Probably. Oh
0: yeah, really. <laughs> and yeah, the man is remarkably Indian. What surprises me is the footage of these Indians sitting there, supporting Donald Trump. I mean, look at yourselves. You're people of color. Why are you there? He he discriminates against you. He thinks you're dirt. Where's your self-respect? What are you doing there? Well,
4: that's the that's the whole problem with the model minority myth. Like the idea that if you can distinguish yourself from other groups of color, from other minorities, yeah. and prove that, like, hey, we're the good ones. That's an old game. Hey, yeah, and, I mean, and, and, that's and, and what, it has never that's worked what for
0: anyone. That's that whole postcolonial writers, always r- explaining us to them. And that's how they played it. Which is it. why
4: I am R-Roshti done was the first that.
0: one who stopped explaining. If you don't know who the r- actress Rekha is in his book, he just writes Rekha. It's up to you to figure it out. But otherwise... Mm-hmm all the writing before that was explaining us to them. And I think these people are again doing the same thing that, oh yeah, I'm the native who's better than the rest of them and I will show you that I can be the go-between, which is what colonialism is based on. The
4: Bobby dindalization of the world.
0: Yeah, oh God, he's the worst, absolutely. That so, which, which should encourage you to drop your American accent? Now we have to desify you. <laughs> well, we wow. totally have to desify you. That's that, my uh, that that's inc- my goal.
4: That sounds horrible. Do I have to release a video like KJo soon?
0: No, darling. <laughs> it isn't horrible. <laughs> it's gonna happen before you know it.
4: Now I'm Scarlett O'Hara. It's
0: gonna happen. Get over real. That was ominous. Okay. Uh, but I, I like no,
1: to ask Sandeep because we have him here captive. Yes. Uh, you know he's writing a book on television. How much of that uh, book is is going to be on the Arnab phenomena?
2: Arnab, I'll look at it because, I, because I, I mean, the problem of, for, of, on my uh, you know, writing is that, unlike, unlike, let's say, the United States and other cultures, where these, there's a lot of documentation happening all the time, you know, of various kinds, quantitative, qualitative, there's an archive.
1: Data and everything. Yeah,
2: everything is there. I mean, we don't have any of it, yet. So, I mean, there's absolutely zilch. So what I'm basically doing is I'm interviewing people. In fact, I did interview Madhu also, maybe four months or maybe six months ago, I forget. So I've been trying to sort of do that. I've talked to people in NDTV, I've talked to Times Now people also. So, I mean, I mean, I basically look at the of phenomena, uh, the way I look at it is purely it's a, it's a scarcity, it's a post meltdown phenomenon. I mean, broadly speaking, the fact when the scarcity sets in and uh, Coupled with the marketing clout of Times Group, you know, they've been able to sort of set that entire thing and a conscious decision to pick on, pick on the Fox model. Though I think it even exceeds the Fox model. Though I'm not a regular watcher, I haven't seen. Maybe Madhu will be able to fill me up better on that. But you know, there is a sense that even Fox is no, not such right right wing. You know, they they only have some of the guys who do it here. Yeah? So it's a whole editorial policy here. So, Ornob is also in a sense the anger. I mean, it's the post liberalization anger, you know, having after a decade of it, you know. And Pranoy, in that sense, is much more of the promise. It's a much more genteel thing when liberalization begins and people see it as something which is holding out. I think it's somewhat there. I mean, think, but I'll have to, I only will try and employ. My, whatever, as a history history student and interdisciplinary, interdis- those techniques I am employ because there is no way I can go after quantitative stuff.
1: But, I mean, you know, disregarding creeping nostalgia, because that's very obvious. Would you, uh, right now, would you prefer the current uh, age of television that we have right now to, let's say, Doordarshans in the in the 70s and 80s? No, I would not. No, you wouldn't? You would still would prefer say, this? Uh, I would still. Yeah. I mean, it's... it's That is
0: awful. That Mm -hmm. was awesome because I was doing some research for a lecture that I'm giving, and I looked at uh, Durdasha archives, and Salma Sultana is announcing (laughs) um, announcing Indira Gandhi's assassination, and she's she could be announcing that tomorrow you will be listening the railway budget will be presented in in Parliament. It was completely uh, emotionless, completely you know without any. that there's a real person sitting there and not a robot. And I think that that's... Uh, and Doordashin is still like that. Doordashin anchors will read read any rubbish that's written in front of them, whether they know what they're saying. Like what happened when the woman read 11 for the I Chinese Premier. I, I think the
2: problem is really where I think self-regulation has failed yeah. I mean, it's completely. Yeah, failed. that has failed that because is really the even the issue.
0: Broadcasters Union. But how has it
1: worked in India? Self-regulation, you tell me. In businesses and anything. In nothing, in anything. not
0: even in traffic. I mean, come yeah. on, not in taxes, nothing. We're a lawless country. We're, it's like. But uh, it's
2: just that with journalism, the demands are different. I mean, I cannot, for instance, no matter how much cynical, cynical one becomes. You cannot say it's the same as you know starting a 4G a geo or something like that. It's still a much more... It's a public good at the end of the day that one's talking about, which is why it's important, I think, as compared to anything else. Uh,
0: I have one more letter. This is from Soumya Ghosh, who um, he compliments us and everything for your efforts to ensuring that there are a few, few islands still standing in the race to the bottom that journalism has become. Uh, i won't add individual praise whatever i wish to uh, bring attention to two points regarding the discussion on barun keshap's confession i agree fully with the panel's board view that the single lie that a single lie does not make the broader point of rising cow vigilantism how wrong However, I was a little disappointed that you let the mainstream media off, despite yet another glaring example of them abdicating the most basic responsibility, that of fact-checking something before putting it on air or in print. I think this was a point that the panel missed last week, even though Hartosh said something that hinted at it from far. Second point is related to your discussions on the U.S. presidential elections, which I frankly find superficial. Note, I don't say misinformed, wrong, or anything else that indicates disagreement with your perplexity about the Trump phenomenon. I'm not an expert on American culture, etc., sir. Um, What he says is that American society is facing economic hardships and increasing economic inequality, greater polarization in political viewpoints, a lack of adequate choice due to the two-party system, and a demographic shift in the population. To not recognize this reality and to simply portray all Trump supporters as extremists, loonies, or should we say I'm adding deplorables, a superficial assessment. That said, can I ask Anand if the JNU Computer Science Department has any faculty openings for me to apply to, <laughs> if Trump becomes the president? Um, uh, then he's given in us. In fact, some... we have
1: Sandeep from JNU as well. <laughs> <laughs> when were so you at we... JNU, Sandeep?
2: I was uh, well. It's donkeys years ago. I was in CHS Centre for History. I was BIPPIN student, Bipin Chandras. So that was our, he was on extension already. This is early, very early, 89, 90, that period.
0: So he has a suggestion for us to uh, look at, which we'll put at the bottom of the page on this, uh, which dispels the sense that Indian Americans are losing their collective heads and jumping on board the Trump train. Most of them are voting Democratic. That's and true. Then, in fact, they said only 7, 7.5% seven
1: yes. of Indian Americans are uh, going to vote for Trump.
0: Which so um, I And then um, he also suggests Michelle Obama's speech in the aftermath of the sexual assault allegations. And while I was watching that speech, I also clicked on her um, appearance at Stephen Colbert's show in which she imitates her husband, Barack Obama. Uh, giving a speech. So that's pretty brilliantly, it's good fun. And I don't see that happening uh, in India where a politician's wife will get up and make fun of her husband. Lovingly, but making fun. But, you know, as
1: I said, I think uh, many weeks ago that America, I mean, the Democrats have chosen the wrong first lady to stand for. Right? Yeah, you really. Know, Michelle she's, Obama is so and impressive. Michelle is,
0: and not only impressive, she's yeah, as yeah. qualified in terms yes. of... In uh, fact, she was more
1: qualified than Barack Obama.
0: Yeah. You know, if you look at With it... Her, well, she was them. his boss when they met. Yes, that's true. When they fell in love, she was his boss. So yeah. she was keeping him at a distance mm-hmm. because, you know... <laughs> 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 and um, uh, which brings us to this poor Sardar whose picture oh. was used by the Trump campaign organization calling him that we have a Muslim supporter. And this poor fellow has been working tooth and nail to convince Americans that we are not Muslims. Turbans and beers do not mean Muslims. We are six. Yeah. So what do you?
2: This is this is a slightly f- maybe a funnier story, but there have been very serious kind of mishaps. Yeah? Yes, it's,
4: it's, in uh, fact, Sikhs post nine eleven,
1: there were a lot of yeah. Sikhs yeah. who were actually killed yeah. mistakenly. <clears throat> in Canada, this keeps happening. I mean, Vivek would know from America, that, you know. That was again
4: uh, some time ago, but, right, uh, but uh, in January of this year, um, uh, GamerGate, which hopefully no one remembers, there was um, a young Sikh boy who. Uh, who just had, like, a selfie on, on yes, Instagram. that's right. okay. And a bunch of children thought it was funny to take that picture and swap the picture of the iPad he had used to take a picture with um, the Quran. That's it. Nothing oh. else. And, no, what made that particularly better is not only did CNN run with it, Fox run with it, the TOI ran with it, the Express ran with it, because everyone just got, grabbed it off the wire. And this kid is on Facebook. He's on Twitter. He's asking people individually, like, you know, um, that's that's not the case and even if it was the quran that's not enough that's awful uh, that's awful you know like like this this
0: weird there are too many of- stories like this where uh, social media has destroyed people's lives there're just too many stories of that it's really scary you know
1: this another thing i would like to uh, bring to attention madhu is this donald trump keeps on saying that these elections are rigged
0: What exactly does it mean? Because he's presuming that he's going to lose, Lose, and he's looking for an excuse. But but to what does rigging actually Obama's Obama's answer to that was quite brilliant. That you know you're damaging our country's electoral process by accusing something that is that is existent in the system, which is which is still yet to take place. So I I think the man is completely lost. I mean, that's one of the most ridiculous things I've. It it is probably
1: true. That the media is overwhelmingly, I mean, who wouldn't in their right minds, but overwhelmingly anti-Trump, which uh, but, I, I give I credit think, for. it. Yeah, but uh, the point is, no, even the, if they were, it's even if every media a, is a, a, it. Plan.
0: The me, anti-Trump media has planned this very well that, you know, a month, six weeks before, a month before, two weeks before, they're releasing releases, all these yeah. recordings. It's not by accident.
1: But again, the point is, even if they were, even if they have planned it, how is it rigging it? I mean, all you're doing is you. You if, let's say you have an agenda, and you you know no, you, you are supporting. No, he's saying the votes a, are rigged. Exactly, but yeah. that is ridiculous, isn't it? If I, a I rich think,
4: yeah. white philanderer thinks the elections are rigged, I would like to know how the rest of the country can have that <laughs> many. <myth. Even laughs> anyone can be president. That's a good. <laughs> point. But I think it,
2: this, this elections. I mean, I'm not an American um, specialist or any of that. But I think it points an important thing, which perhaps America is on the cusp, which is that for the first time there is a space for. Even within Republicans and Democrats, the more left kind of or the more right to sort of get a platform in which I mean, after all, he's come through the various stages of nomination. He's won uh, this thing. Same with Bernie Sanders. Yeah, yeah. He nearly whipped mm-hmm. her to the post yeah? Yeah. Uh, Hillary.
0: The problem so, with Hillary is, again, these now the recent WikiLeaks that yeah, have come out, right. which I don't find that offensive in the sense that she said that there's a private position and there's a public position, which is stating the obvious. Because when you're lobbying, say for example for the health Obama's health care, you have to lobby behind scenes, and you're not announcing uh, every single move to the public. So what she spoke about is there's a limitation to to privacy, and um, I I I really find it very strange that Julian Assange is supporting her, and it's all a big question mark where he's getting these emails and leaks from, who the hackers are. Of course, Democrats have been pointing to Russia, so it's a big question.
2: But Republicans, are, I mean, after Tea Party and all, they're in a total mess here. I don't know how they're going to share, what they don't have a, I mean, a post that cane character. They're just, I mean, just going rudderless all over the place. I yeah. think they it's a bit like the RSS has become, you know, the Republicans, yeah. all kinds of... you no, no RSS
0: is very well organized. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we have to wind up. So, would like to ask you for any recommendations? Yeah, uh, before that,
1: I would like to say, Madhu, that you're looking resplendent today oh. in vermilion red Thank and you. gold sari. It's Karvachot. It's Karvachot. Um, <laughs> uh, and, I mean, the social media is abuzz, abuzz since morning about uh, about Karvachot as as it always is. So I would like your views on Karvachot. I think it would be very uh, illuminating. for You know, my universe. views
0: on Karvachot is that yeah. there's some things that, for example, my spiritual practice is my own. Uh, I don't like organized religion. I don't like uh, people donating to rich pundits and Tirupati with with all uh, people are going to scream at me for this. But I don't like poor people going and putting their rings and cutting their hair, making the owners of that temple richer and richer. So I'm totally against it. Um, I find religion should be your own private affair. But there are some things which I think if you... Uh, analyze and do intellectually they would never be done for example if you were to intellectualize marriage i don't think anyone would get married if you were to plan and intellectualize having children i don't think anyone would have children so there are some rituals that i choose that i follow without intellectualizing them and karva is one of them i love the ritual of it and you've always done it every year. yes when, when i first got married my mother-in-law uh, said look you don't have to do it but once you decide to do it you can't stop and if I can be cheeky enough
1: to ask, uh, what does uh, your husband have to say about this? Or does he support you in this? Or does he, does he also keep a fast along no, with you? No, he
0: doesn't keep a fast. And he told you don't stop I say, it. No, no, I suggested to him that, <laughs> you know, my father kept a fast. My brother keeps a fast with his wife. And so I said, how about you? And he said, <laughs> "He said they, are, they don't work. I'm a manual laborer. Yeah. I'm standing on my feet operating <laughs> with my elbows yeah. up all day. There's no way I can not yeah. eat. So he put an end to that. Mm. But yeah, he's very sweet and supportive about the whole thing. It's nice. So I mean,
2: you're off pani and everything? All... No, no.
0: I, at this age, yeah. I, they've decided in my uh, community, at, after the age of 65, you can drink water. Okay. <laughs> and, you know, whatever. But you can't eat. So... That's that's the story on Karva I wish all my uh, bheinos <laughs> <laughs> a lovely Karva Chauth. May you never sacrifice anything that feels like a sacrifice. Just give. So, yeah. suggestions so for one any... one suggestion
1: I would like to give is... Uh, I mean, visit, uh, as I did, Bill Gates' uh, uh, timeline. And there, he, of course, you know, he talks about how fundamental science in universities is actually, you know, is to be encouraged and supported... And secondly, he also said something which triggered a lot of, uh, you know, debate within my head, which is that he, he, there is a film about mosquito and he is for eradicating it. So I thought, well, hang on, you know, here is a human being as a human species thinking of eradicating another species. Now, so, you know, I need to think a lot about that. Is that a why? I mean, obviously we think mosquito is bad. It's a pest. It has to be removed. But what are the repercussions and I think should humans be talking along these lines, knowing that mosquito is harmful to to them because it carries viruses and of course malaria and everything, but should one be talking about eradicating other species, you know? Or maybe they just do it to themselves, like dinosaurs disappeared. Right, but I mean mosquitoes are incredibly successful as a species and multiplying, yeah, so and, un- and reinventing
0: unless, themselves, in fact. Absolutely.
1: So unless humans actually eradicate them, which I think it's probably well nigh impossible.
0: Um, yeah. why is yeah. it impossible well I mean in, in there was uh, a time when Delhi had no mosquitoes no mosquitoes mm-hmm. and you could drink water out of the tap in the 50s so there's no question of not being able to eradicate them yeah. but I think in increasing you know travel and things of that sort like. No, I s- spread, listen so the kind of activity that I saw in the capital growing as a child of the mosquito prevention programs uh, is not visible today
1: That's because Madhu, I don't know how many tons of DDT you have inhaled as a kid. You know, Uh, so no, it wasn't. There was no
0: fogging. Excuse me, there was no fogging. It was simply stagnant water was treated. All kinds of different things were treated, but it was not. And stagnant water was not allowed to stay stay there so it uh, there but was no fucking like the population this. was yeah, not yeah, even a million now it's 25
2: don't make excuses anything's possible
0: yeah, We can right. do it if they
2: want in, in, uh, I came to Delhi in mid 70s and then it was basically a mostly a Punjabi uh, post partition kind of a city and yeah. some of the old Delhi which was and of course an old Delhi of you're with a lot of other traditions. But basically, it was a... But now, it's a complete mishmash. Cosmopolitan. Absolutely.
0: That's what explains the mosquitoes.
1: Right. But, you know, the <laughs> thing, of, thing about humans thinking of eradicating another species, <laughs>
4: that to me... Pers- I mean, you know... As
0: a scientist, you it don't like It's very troubling.
4: Yeah, I don't Intentionally, like it you mean. Because yeah. we've had a really good track record. I don't know how to tell you. You're right. You're <laughs> right. Sandeep, You're do right. you
0: have yeah. any recommendations that our listeners can read or look at, which you saw this last week?
4: which
0: um, you think...
2: Well, I was reading this, uh, I mean, I've come very late on the book. I think you must have read this, A book called No Logo by Naomi Klein. Yeah. yeah. This is about the, how branding is steeped or step, sort of permeated every nook and cranny of our culture. And I chanced on, I chanced on that book, but I realized that when doing my book, uh, because uh, anchors have become brands. So <laughs> I was just trying to see how much of that can be applied. So i think in general it it uh, it sort of uh, provokes you to think because it says that even for instance the inner cities in new york the black uh, settlements and everything is up for marketing uh, whether it's gender issues so and that's it was very important i mean that's something book i think it's
0: amazing because a friend of mine was inviting uh, a for, now a former anchor now disgraced trying to re- re- rehabilitate himself um Uh, From the Radia tapes. He invited him to uh, an event in his office. It was just as a friend. And he said, I don't just go anywhere. I'm a brand. I have to be paid for it. I was shocked. (laughs) I was really shocked. Vivek, you have any?
4: Oh, no. But but I love that because that's an old Jay-Z quote. I'm not a businessman. I'm a business man. Okay. Uh, But that's it. No. uh, A, I think all of Sandeep's old caravan pieces on the media are some of my favorite things. Not only because I edited most of them yeah didn't know that did you (laughs) (laughs) but uh the rise of trump sarah kendrazar has an outstanding long read for st louis uh she's worth looking up and especially because she had predicted the rise of trump and also the gop distancing uh, themselves away from him uh almost 13 months ago excellent that's a great suggestion and this was based just on how she said like politics and like eastern europe worked like you would see this kind of cult of personality form and then you'd sign like how they would tend to fall apart it's very well done it's great to see that kind of journalism again and what's the other one i think that's doing um i mean i know we didn't get to talk about amy goodman but uh matt oh, tabby yeah, amy goodman um of all people in the rolling stone had a great great piece on what it means for people like amy goodman to you know even be charged because the charge was she was not a journalist at the time or go you can you know you can do all these things and you know this even goes back to the Arnav question of when are you not a journalist right do you lose that do you not do that um, so the Matt Tibby piece I think I don't know if it's online but it's uh, last month's Rolling Stone it was very very good
0: great uh, my recommendation is from the New Yorker it's uh, an ex-cops remorse it's a fascinating story Um of what, from the cop's point of view and the guilt and and what they go through. So, anyway, thank you all. Thank you, Anand. Thank, thank you. you, Sandeep, for taking the trouble to come. And thank you, Vivek, wonderful suggestions. And to our listeners of News Laundry Hafta, I remind you <laughs> <laughs> please subscribe because that is when uh, you make independent media, function well. We will respond to what you want us to do. We will take your suggestions. We love your feedback. Continue mailing us. We will read your uh, letters out. And, and can I also
1: say that think of, can I scare
0: them by saying think of Abhinandan because
1: even though he's not here, he's thinking of you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he wants your subscription. Yes. So... <laughs> Really, seriously, you just can't keep uh, uh, using material, reading uh, uh, journalism from all over the world for free forever. And if you if you subscribe, if you pay for independent news, if not for us, please support other people. But do it because this is a force that will strengthen the spine of democracy all over the world and especially in India because we have the freedom to write what we want and say what we want. And unless... Uh, people like you who listen to us support us by subscribing however little it is and we welco- you're welcome to donate whatever else you want to uh, please do so so thank you all and Bye. i hope and i hope that sandeep's book uh,
1: would have a chapter on the way forward
2: yeah. well i mean i'm not I'll just, let's see how it goes yeah i mean yeah. It's, you know, the sixth chapter i've got two more at least so
0: and here's our song Mile To
2: Mile
0: To All News Laundry podcasts are available on iTunes and Stitcher and any other podcast platform.
3: Please subscribe to News Laundry.